This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport, the record book. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Day Record Book podcast with me, Danny Kelly, the name of which is now lost to the mists of time. I think there are some people still expecting us to produce an actual physical book. Um, well, that kind of optimism is to be rewarded in some way, but not with an actual physical book. Alongside me, I think the A-team on this programme, let's be honest. Um, other people come and go and we praise them to the high heavens. But when you get a combination of broadcast legend Mark Webster, hello Mark. Thank you very much. You're right, hello, isn't it? Unless we're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're and right. broadcast legend Tom Rennie. Hollow oh, and shallow. That's yep. our combination. Like, the, this only, is large. the only thing that stops um, their egos exploding in this tiny studio is the fact they're both West Ham fans. Uh, so yeah, that start... keeps us nicely in place. <laughs> right? Absolutely right, Dan. Yes. Now, you may win a game sometime between now and the end of the season. Tom's not so sure. Seems unlikely. <laughs> Seems unlikely. So why don't you start then with something a bit a, li- a little less depressing than West Ham United, who again, uh, as we go to press, haven't lost this weekend either. No, no it, it's actually been quite fun, hasn't it? Not remember, losing. I can't remember the last time football happened. It's, it feels like it's the, the mists of time in terms of being a West Ham fan and... Uh, Ian Bishop was still playing the last time you could remember. He, he, he did, exactly, yes. He'd he be our best midfielder now as well, to be fair. By Mile and, and Moncur. Oh, Johnny Monks and the Bish. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a better combination than hollow and shallow. If, if you will, uh, the Monk and the Bishop. Yeah. Oh, they as well pursue the entire. Yeah. But that's what their friends would call them in the pub afterwards. Too right they would. Monks yeah. and Bish. That is the name of the pub, the Monk and Bishop. Red card, everybody knew I saw it. We get the benefit of looking at what VAR are looking at. It's clear. I was really, really surprised. It's not good enough. There's no, there's no point in uh, half an hour later after the game making that decision. But here's Callum Wilson. Skips past Ben Mee with ease. They've got a man over here. And it's, it's Harry Wilson. And he squeezes over an equaliser for Bournemouth. Well, it's no more than the South Coast side deserve. VAR are going to have a look at this. Possible penalty at the other end. So the, the goal wouldn't count. And it would come back as a penalty at the other end to Burnley. Here is Saka. Chance to cross. Good ball as well. And Ketia. Oh. What a pass that was. Eddie Nketiah with his second Premier League goal. 
Who's your hero of the week, Tom? I would like to do Ian something Bishop. a bit weird. <laughs> Ian Bishop is always my hero of the week. Uh, check out his loving extended video about Billy Bonds, uh, which he did when the Billy Bonds stand was unveiled. And he did like an eight-minute video people, saying how much he loved Billy. It was I great. I noticed this always runs too long and it causes our producer, poor Jeremy, uh, to lose his mind. But I can't, go, I can't get past the fact that, obviously people are listening to this, it's yes. audio, um, you just held the microphone for over ten seconds there in the style of Stephen Tyler of Aerosmith. Uh, yes, what was that about? Well, I, it, it, do you know why? It's because he went power ballad mode there. Because he was so, to, <laughs> be he was talking about something. If you book us, we will come. That's what <laughs> I like to do. That and this studio, I think, is made of sticky back plastic. It was made by Anthea Turner in 1992, and so I hold things to make sure they don't fall whilst I'm talking. You're forcing me into the role of headmaster, which I don't like. Who is your hero of the week? My hero of the week is actually a concept. Um, and it was a concept that was fulfilled this weekend, which was, I didn't know I loved this until it happened. I didn't realise I was going to love it until I watched it happen. And when I watched it, I thought I was going to be annoyed about it. And in this show, we are going to talk about VAR and Pigmar and again. all this sorts of stuff. Pigmar's uh, well, I'd call them, yeah. I tease that. I don't know whether we're going to get to it. You know how the yeah, show yeah, goes. Yeah. But something happened that I thought would really enrage me. And actually, it made me feel a real tingling sensation of joy. Now, if if it's what I think it is, yes. I have to tell you, I have won dinner at a posh restaurant over this. Okay. Well, it is the disallowed goal slash penalty Bingo. awarded at the other end combo. Earlier in the season when we were discussing VAR, Simon Jordan said to me, like, he thought I'd lost my mind and said, you know what's going to happen? It's taking so long to get the decisions. Somebody is going to do something in their own penalty area, break away, score a goal, and it'll be a penalty at the other end. Now, Simon, who's a much more rational person than me, said that is never going to happen. So, uh, on the contrary, it is de- it cannot not happen. And what did he say about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after that? Anything? Um, he said he thought it was a mistake. Oh, OK. <laughs> An unavoidable mistake. Good. I'm anyway, glad he said that. I don't know any Good posh to be restaurants, clear. but he bet me dinner in a posh restaurant that it wouldn't happen. Um, I suppose I'd be going... You need very... to make sure this happens, by the way. Oh. That, that could be the next record book, you getting that free dinner of yeah. uh, Simon Jordan. Not a man who needs a free dinner, but... No. <laughs> but, but I wonder if he's ever bought anyone dinner. Poor old Danny up Shay Wim. <laughs> thinking he's being treated. I'd love a wimpy. See, that's, that's yeah. Not, see, yeah. now I've said it out loud. Yeah, yeah. The, what, really what was the Frankfurt-shaped thing with the little bender? Cuts? I know. I mean, seriously, I'm asking. No, I'm only asking. <laughs> <laughs> let's not insult each other on the show. Come on, let's keep it friendly, right? So here's what happened, right? It's it's brilliant. And it, it, was, it was so good. There's so much in this. Um, Eddie Howe afterwards, in full rage, under control mode. He was like a dad in the car whose kids were making him so annoyed. If he snapped, there'd be blood on the M25. It was so, so good the way he controlled yet? himself. Is it a penalty yet? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, kids. Is it a goal yet, Dad? Um, it was like that bit in the Hulk. It was almost like, duh, 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 And he was about to snap because he'd hurt his arm changing the tyre. And the reason for his ire was this. Now, already in the game, there'd been one of those stupid handball moments where it hit the shoulder, which isn't handball, by the way, of Philip Billing. Bournemouth took the lead, goal disallowed, wrongly, but that's a whole other conversation. It wasn't as funny. That did annoy me. This was quite funny, and I'm sorry, <laughs> Bournemouth, because I know it's not funny for you, but I felt and exhilarated it was always, watching it. Was it was always going to happen to a team who are desperate for always, points. That's yeah. just how the world oh, yeah. works. So, in really brief, uh, there's a cross from the left-hand side from, from Burnley, um, it hits the arm of the Bournemouth player in the penalty area. It's the shoulder again. Daniel Francis, they're all interchangeable, It, sh- it aren't should they? not be given, and yet it is given, uh, but not straight away, right? So it hits Adam Smith, and then oh, Smith. everyone screams handball. Of course he was called Smith. He's a miscellaneous yeah. character. Yeah. It was obviously going to be called Smith or Jones. Um, they do a brilliant breakaway, uh, scored by one of the Wilsons, set Callum up by the other case. Wilson. Ah. Uh, so it was Wilson 2, not Wilson 1. Uh, Wilson. Arthur Pugh scored the other. Um <laughs> 
And it's or the or the two founding members of the Gap Band, depending on, depending on where depending you're on where you from. are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's lots of angles to this. You've got to be called Smith, Jones, or Wilson to be involved. Anyway, um, they score a goal at the other end. It's now one-one. Bournemouth are back in the game. It's it's amazing. They're celebrating. Injustice overturned. And then there's a VAR check for the handball by Smith at the other end some 20 seconds earlier. They've gone from one penalty area to the other. They've celebrated it. They've reset for the kickoff. And the referee then has to say, hold on. Uh, I've been told that was a handball, even though Mike Dean, who's the referee, by the way, who loves the controversy, um, he decides to accept somebody else's decision and give the penalty up the other end. And so instead of it being 1-0 to Bournemouth like it should have been, it wasn't. Instead of it being 1-1 in the game like it should have been, it then becomes 2-0 with Jay Rodriguez Perf- scoring the penalty. Perfect stall. Perfect stall. The joy of this, of course, is they don't stop the play. No! For, no, no right. for the uh, investigation into the VAR. Now, we have seen times in football, imagine, you know, you've seen subs getting ready to come on. But the ball doesn't Balls go out in play minutes. Balls for in four, play. five, yeah, exactly. six minutes. Yeah. What would happen? I mean, you could have, I mean, provided they don't get the goal, I mean, somebody could get a red card for a broken leg. Would that have to be rescinded because the, the ball was dead effectively? They're going to have to change this, aren't they? This is a great question. What would have happened there if, if there was a red card incident? What would have happened? I mean, the goal has obviously been disallowed. Well, you, re- everything you not have count? to reboot, don't you? Yeah, everything stops counting. Nothing counts anymore. So somebody, it's, it's a pull a knife... Slice someone, been sent off, they have to be dragged back from, the police have to be informed, dragged back from the police room, you have to play on. Because this happened, I remember it happening, as I was trying to look earlier on about times this has happened, because it is a rarity. Do you remember when it happened? It was the first time it happened massively, we were about to get VAR, it was the game in the Dutch Super Cup with Vitesse Arnhem, and this exact same thing happened, but it took about two minutes from the penalty that wasn't awarded yeah. to the goal being scored and a team are going through in the Super Cup. I think it was Feyenoord. And then it all goes back again and they're saying, what on earth are you talking about? And that was like two minutes. So we've had this happen already. There is a test case to say, this is a joke. We should not do this. But you can't and fix we learn it. nothing. You can't fix it because you can't put the clock on it because the course, all that you then do is encourage the team simply to keep the ball in play to, oh. to run a clock down, which is a new part of football that... Oh, well, we, yeah. uh, we, well, those of us who prayed for VAR, I know. Um, I, I, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Beep, it's me reversing <laughs> out VAR. After all the years of prayers, what a shame the gods are finally listening. Yeah. Well, it, it, yes, we live in interesting times, which is our which is our curse, isn't it? Uh, Mark, who's your hero of the week? Well, I've got the Frank Lampard, um, beep, and guess beep. what? Yes, <laughs> because. Because dear, dear young Frank, who I think... Um, oh, God, hang it, on. He's a former West Ham player, Frank Lampard, what? yes. Oh, yeah, we like Frank Lampard. No. Oh, yeah, we oh, love him. No, no, really no, no, we're not meant to. We're, exactly, Tom's yeah. point is, well, I'm not meant to. So Dan, still I, like his dad, though. Oh, contraire, mon frere. Of course we do, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Always be nice to dance. Left back hero. Yeah. But um, Lampard, uh, not only does he get it absolutely right by changing his team uh, after a loss and every single player that he replaced other players with contributed to or scored the goals uh, in Chelsea's win at the weekend, but it's just that he's such a smart cookie, and by which I mean Mm. he's literally one of the most intelligent men managing on the touchline. And Frank Lampard was asked about the incident, which will be discussed again in in detail, Uh, is... is the stamp on a leg. Now, basically, it's this whole story, of course, that uh, at one point, the VAR gives it, and then the broad stroke is that during the course of the game, um, his his bosses say he's made a mistake. 
during the course of the game. Now, I just turn to Frank's quote for this. He says, to see it afterwards and say they made a mistake is not good enough. And that's the bit that makes him the hero for me because that is basically you going up in front of that school teacher and you're 14 and you think he's ancient. But he's 24, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, you, you think, and and you go, what do you know, old man, about life and being? You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a kid out there on the streets. And this thing, Frank's just a, a he's a mere that? boy. Frank was at a public school in Brentford. Frank, he was indeed. Yeah. And Mark taught there for many, many years from the exactly, age of 24. That's, right. that's why I had the leather patches on my elbows, not my jackets, <laughs> on my elbows. Um, and you need to meet 45 for that. And That's just, not good. And just Frank saying, this is not good enough, felt like just the headmaster looking disappointed at you, saying, you know, I like you, you're a good kid, but you just let yourself down here, haven't you? <laughs> and it was the most damning. <laughs> uh, uh, well, dis- we will get back to this but whole But it was also business, extraordinarily yeah. quick, and it was in immediate response after the game, whereas you, most most managers will go, you know, well, it's a tough... You know, you'll kind of get this pontificating in and around the subject. He comes straight to the chase. He's a smart lad. He's and you want to talk lad. about classy managers, the same game, Frank Lampard fronted it up, talked about the incident, tried to be not overly critical, but said what he felt about it, praised his players, all that sort of stuff. In the same game, Jose Mourinho said afterwards, I uh, didn't see the incident. Of course he didn't. He is the closest man in the Western world to the incident. Yeah. He's the only man who is closer to it than those involved. He actually was stood on Aspen foot to hold it in place <laughs> for the stab. So, he had to balance the Celso so he could actually <laughs> do <laughs> the stab. Steady. But when Steady. he dies, close. Steady. I will do my hero very, very briefly, but I... I um, you've just reminded me. Um, I was taught uh, by a fantastic, taught English by a fantastic Welshman. I went to a very nice uh, grammar school for working class kids up in in Highgate. Um, and uh, Mr. Lewis had been taught by F. R. Leavis, the great Shakespearean scholar of the 20th century. And in in the in our classes, I used to be asking odd questions about Shakespeare because I thought I was clever at 16 years of age. And he took me. He said, "Come to my room. I won't do the Welsh accent all the way. Come to my room." and see me afterwards and he said to me you, Danny you're disturbing the whole class here and the room was a light with a fog of cigar smoke you're smoking a massive stogie he said now I want to tell you something and I want again the Welsh accent is ringing in my ears but I don't want to offend people he said you're trying to tell me that two and two is five and you're right of course the young are always right but you're disturbing the class too much so let, let me say what I've got to say you believe what you believe and you understand that you're right. Of course I wasn't right. This is just him putting to me shut off. You up, though, amazing, nicely. amazing man. <laughs> uh, very briefly, because uh, he it's at the front end of his career. Uh, my hero is an Arsenal player, Eddie Nketiah. Uh, not because he's an Arsenal player, or he scored a fine goal today. Yeah. Um, Saka, the, the boy who put the cross, is obviously a very good footballer as mm. well. But because Eddie has had to survive, I think one of the most humiliating things ever to happen to any striker. On loan at Leeds and under the uh, tutelage of the great Bielsa, he could not break into a team ahead of Patrick Bamford. <laughs> now, Patrick Bamford... No, no one deserves that, <laughs> do they? That's so Patrick harsh. Patrick Bamford is a handsome uh, boy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Uh, but take up acting. It's not the Hugh, the Hugh Grant Take up acting. Because he, he's, he's more Hollyoaks than Hugh Grant, isn't he? Oh, Let's no, face no, it. No, he's a tough. But he's not a striker, is he? Let's be honest. Because no. a striker is required to get the spherical thing into, into the net, isn't yeah. it? And that is not Patrick Patrick's number one. He, he's, never thing low, in life. he's never lowered himself to such matters. So, no. in a space of a month, Eddie and Ketchy has gone from being understudy to Patrick No Goals Bamford to 
replacing Martinelli, eight goals so far this season, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Alexander Lacazette, fifty million pound striker. Yeah. So whatever else he does in his career, he has got this string to his bow now. And Eddie Nketiah, despite the red and white shirt, I salute you uh, from the distance of about three miles up the Seven Sisters Road. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I loved what you said about Frank Lampard, but it was always going to be true. I love what I said about Eddie Nketiah for the simple reason that I said it. But I have to say, if I was going to cast the first vote here... Perfect goal. Because the of perfect the goal. Penalty, so fun, wasn't it? The penalty disallowed goal... What's the word? Tandem? Combo? Yeah. Panjandrum? Yeah. Um, whatever it is. It, I, I predicted it. Yeah. Um, and I believe my predictions. But, when but they you very s- rarely come true. When you predicted it, did you think you were going to hate it? And now, like me, you found it so exhilarating you want to do it again. Oh, I was never going to hate it. No, no. Chaos, football is chaos. And when it when it suddenly um, says, actually, attention, it really is chaos when that happened. Feel, feel sorry for Bournemouth? I do. A little bit. But, uh, but you know... Um, such is football. That that is the hero of the day, the disallowed goal penalty combo of poor old Bournemouth. There's a problem here for uh, Lucelso because VAR are going to look at that challenge from him and try and see whether or not there's a possibility of a red card here. It's within the rules, obviously, but those rules are very wrong and uh, there is a claim from the Leganese sporting director to change them because this is making a tremendous damage to Leganese because they are trying to avoid relegation this season. And it's also about Barcelona using the rules because there is something ethically wrong about doing it. Mark, and I know this is where you're coming in off your long run, to our villain of the week. I've tried to distill this as best I possibly can. Well, you've um, not managed it in, in, the, no. in building up to the show. Or yeah. in a 40-year career. I'll have a go Let's now. find out. I'll have a go at pricing it now. It, it starts with the fact that this week In ends... fact, my experience of you, you take the average story, and this will mean something to you, and you remix it like Tom Moulton. I would... I, I you do stretch it, I, out a three-minute single to 12 and a half minutes. The original 13 and a half minute mix is about to come <laughs> your way. Uh, look, him, look him up, you yeah. teenagers. It was Tramps, this guy Inferno he's referring to. First of all, I've been single. wasn't a commercial release but it was pressed up a DJ. There's an example of what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we did digress. You've, this got, week... you've got three and a half minutes. D- discuss... right, You're okay. doing it now. He wants to yeah, do yeah. It get to his point. Yeah. The, the boom, lines disappeared. Boom, boom. We didn't get the offside business. So other VAR stuff came in and then we of course what it all boils down to is uh, the, the stamp that took place in the Tottenham Chelsea game. So what we got was the is the wording of it that was getting on my nerves. VAR was being pointed out, and suddenly it occurred to me that VAR was being talked about like it was Skynet, like it was actually literally a machine doing the thingy for us, and no person was attached to this thought. But then suddenly a person was attached to this thought by a name which sounds like one of those old English stage actors who went over to Hollywood in the 40s and started playing the villain... Patrick Bamford. ...in films like... Yeah, Sir, yeah Sir Now Patrick, in Hollyoaks. Uh, Sir Patrick Bamford by the time you got there, I think. I'm you know. Sir Patrick Bamford. Stockley Park. <laughs> Stockley Park. Stockley Park, who uh, you may remember him from... Midnight Murder and The Lady in Shanghai. (laughs) Always the villain in these things. Never knighted. Never knighted. No, exactly. That's right. Well, he's he's drunk himself into an early grave. A wonderful summer in The Lady Killers. Died in Tunbridge in the end. He came home. But... um, Great friend with Johnny. And so the great thing about it, and so I thought, like, both of these things, the the whole point's been missed. So first of all, a piece of machinery's being blamed. Second of all, 
it's an area of out just by Heathrow that's being now making the decision process. I looked up Stockley Park. Ah. Um, it was the first home of the first Baron Ossolton, 1616 to, 19, to 1695, his MP in the Cavalier uh, Parliament. Um, it also is where, uh, it was a tip where London used to take all its rubbish by barge. If you go there now, uh, it's got Marks and Spencers there. It's got Apple there. There's a golf club there. Uh, there's also a big pond that's got Golden Orf in it. What's Golden Orf? Don't know. Uh, it sounds like a character uh, in a Tolkien novel. Unlike many Orfs, but much, much more golden. Heracles and, and the it, quest for the Golden Orf. And if you get there on the, if, if you're listening to this before Bugger the 25th, uh, on your events column on the website, there's a pancake cooking school. Oh. So this is Stockley Park. Stockley Park apparently is the thing that makes the decision. That's when they see Rob Side in the flat pack four. But has anybody, I mean, of course, um, Homeland has just started in the final series of Homeland, best TV series since The Sopranos. Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. Let's asterisk that for another podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, so it is the best TV series since The, uh, since the, since the, the Sopranos. And all we learn from that is that no matter how deep state anybody appears to be, there is somebody more sinister than them working them. That's the, the layers of the onion work like yeah. that. But Stockley Park now has suddenly got its own deep state thing. Where did this statement come from? Where did Pete, where are Pete Mole or whatever they're called? Where are Pete Mole well, based? that's the point. That they are, well, they are Stockley Park. It's like... They're not. It's, no, this is the thing, but but the statement, that the reference, and this is what makes the film. This why I'm making. This. This why I'm making this small area just by the airport um, <laughs> my villain, because... It's become this disembodied voice. No one gets to take responsibility. I know Mike Riley's name pops up every now and then. Oh, he's a front. But Don't you, worry about but that. But what you end up with is you end up with a man who is uh, actually the VAR being told within the course of a game yeah. by whatever Stockley Park is, this mysterious... Are they Spectre? Like in Bond? I don't know. But whatever this disembodied group of people are called Pink Stockley Mole. Park... No, they can't even they can't even do that they right. It's, it's the PGMOL, but they right. call themselves Pigmole. Right, and yeah. yeah, and you've just done that. And guess what? Never got referenced at all during the entire course of the process of this incident yesterday was that name. No, Stockley Park has just told us that every piece of information you read or heard, they said Stockley Park has just told us. Yeah, this lump of land. Formerly that of Baron Usselton, 1616 to 95. By the MS This bloke has messed up when we're throwing him straight under the bus. He's not even finished refereeing. You loved Batman. You saw <laughs> Thor. Now, Pig Mole comes to a screen yeah. near you. You actually think you know yes. something of the human face I can, of I can the add to Mark's uh, magnificent description With of your Stockley Park, uh, Harry Hill's chief scientist. Uh, I emailed the Premier League uh, in my other job as a uh, commentator and broadcaster, not just part of this programme, uh, and the Premier League did get back to me following the incident during the game because BT Sport were running the line that um, VAR got it wrong whilst the game was still on. Incidentally... If VAR knew they got the Lacelso thing wrong during the game and Lacelso was still on and he got booked later on, by the way, why couldn't they have stopped the game at any point and overturned that decision and, much like the penalty earlier, gone back to that moment and played on from the moment where Lacelso should have been sent off? Why couldn't we have done that? Well, once once it was announced, that was uh, which is the which would have made unfortunately the hero of the week knocked into a cocked hat because it was only a minute <laughs> yeah this yeah. would have been the 20 minute gap which would have been much more exciting but he was still on it was, just, it was just weird that they were emailing people it, it, saying it, it, we've made it, an error here it but required it, 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 it him to him. score a late equaliser for Spurs to really put the entire I wish he did just yeah. so yeah. much yeah. Uh, but they did say the view of the PGMOL or Pigmole 
is that it should have been a red card as it ticked the boxes of intensity and point of contact. But they then added, this is from the Premier League, it's a human being making the subjective decision and he didn't think it was a red card. But they must be human beings as well. What are they talking about? Look, exactly. I mean, if there's a set of rules that they've read and said it's this, the same set of rules are available to, and I wish we would call it the VAR because it gives it a fine yeah. chance of being a human being now. I, I, there is one thing in LaCelso's defence here, no, and that isn't. is Maguire wasn't sent off during the week. In the same place. Harry Maguire. It's, it's, a, it, same it's a camera blind spot. Right. That is where you'd put the do safe. Know, do you know what it is? That bit, of, that bit of Chelsea is Switzerland. No. Wherever that, <laughs> wherever that patch of grass is, is neutral territory. Any form of stamping can go on. After Harry Maguire <laughs> booted Matey Boy up in the air, um, he came out afterwards. What was his line? Uh, and he came out afterwards, and it's not actually relevant what exactly his line was, but it was so ludicrous yeah. and so convincingly explained yeah. that I think Manchester City should get him to put their case <laughs> with, Aker, <laughs> with the Court of Arbitration of Sport. Yeah, yeah, but he what, would be the ideal person, but wouldn't he? But what they can't do the is do what he on did. <laughs> oh, no, no. There was yeah. a twinkle in his that, As long as they do it with that twinkle that he yeah. had in his eye. And the twinkle on his studs as well yeah, by the yeah, end yeah. of it. I, I had to save him in case he fell on me. Yeah, that was by it. By putting my size 11 into the middle of his chest. <laughs> yeah. Um, was that your villain? No, no, that wasn't. That was an aside because this is the record book. That's what we do. My aside is the human face of VAR this weekend. Right. And that is the coot. The Cootmeister General, David Coote. So oh, this Coutinho. is the VAR so of he which was, we discussed. He yeah. was the VAR during the Chelsea-Tottenham game. Right. Now, like many of us who don't earn the superstar wages of the likes of Danny Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, you need to work a double shift on a Saturday. So David Coote, not only, me, yeah. not only was he the VAR in the early game, he was also the VAR... In the late game, which I was doing the commentary of, which was the game between Leicester and Manchester City. So the guy has already made a massive howler. His employer has already thrown him publicly under the bus for making a howler in that game. Blamed his human error. It's the talking point on national TV, international television, radio all over the world, brought to you by TalkSport and our various affiliated partners. they talk of nothing else. We are talking about it everywhere, from planet to solar system, from every single member of the stars on Orion's belt. We are (laughs) all talking about it. And yet, he is then given... The job of doing the late... There was no other referee that could have done the late game. There wasn't a ref who's gone, Dave, you've had an absolute mare there, pal. You know what? You go home, see the wife, take the day off, I'll do the late game for you. No one at Pigmile thought, Cote, you're going to need to rest this one out, mate. Sit it out, we'll get someone else. So he does that game, and in that game, there's a free kick from Leicester that goes straight towards Kevin De Bruyne. Now, it goes sort of towards his face. So on the first viewing, you go, hold on, he's protecting his nose, you're allowed to do that. You watch the replay of it. No, you're not. You're not allowed to protect your face. You are reasonably allowed to move your hands to a position that will protect your face or the old twinkle. In what, in what rule is, are you allowed to protect your face? Now. It's called the face and twinkle rule. Yeah. It's paragraph <laughs> subsection A yeah. uh, of the Pigmile guidelines. I'll send you a copy on the email. You won't because it doesn't exist. But, but go on. anyway. You can't, you can't protect your face. <laughs> but he actually, he actually, no, he actually, it's not only. You keep your heads. But he doesn't even protect his face. He actually um, moves his hands away from his face and makes a save. And yet I'm watching it back on the replay and we're watching it going, well, why isn't that a penalty? He is why very is that good being reviewed? Can do very good. Can't he? But then later in the game, Dennis Pratt does almost the same thing. His arm goes in the air and he does make a, a handball. He makes his body bigger, blah, blah, blah. It is a penalty. 
but they're both pretty similar. One is given, one is not. On the same day, he's already not seen the foul on the So, poor David Coote, I don't think he should do VAR again. No. I'll be honest. The fantastically, fantastically put. Um, uh, the only thing that struck me as well, Leicester City against Manchester City. Actually, for those fans of 1980s confectionery, Leicester City versus fruit salad. Oh, oh, wow. oh it, what they? about wow. that kit? Well, we were trying. Uh, this is the third time I've done a game with them in that kit, and all I think of first time is I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I've, first time I've seen them over a period. Nighttime is tough because yeah. of the fluorescent light on the hot top half of the kit, but it just reminds me of being in like Magaluf in 2005, drinking your first tequila sunrise. It's like a tequila sunrise fruit bowl between yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. before going to BCM and making some massive mistakes. OK, well, fantastic stuff. I personally think that uh, my villain um, is La Liga this week. Oh, um, yeah, you know what dogs. I'm going to say. Go on. Dogs. Look, the whole point about leagues is that they have integrity. Everybody plays the same number of fixtures, home, away, and then you decide who's the best team with the points and all the rest of it. Mm. It cannot be rigged in favour of the big clubs. And yet... The league in Spain just, they cannot wait to give some ludicrous advantage to either Real Madrid yeah. or to Barcelona. What Atletico Madrid think about all this? Um, I mean, a different in their own way, a differently evil organisation. We'll, <laughs> we'll get on to that later. This week, Barcelona have suffered an injury to one of their, one of their myriad um, for forwards. They still have Antoine uh, Griezmann, and they still have Lionel Messi, but they said, "Oh no, this is not enough. We need another forward." But the transfer window is closed. They have gone, knelt on the chest of La Liga's organisation. A man called Tebes uh, runs it, and said, "No special dispensation, please, for Barcelona." Fine, they say. So they go off and pay the um, buyout clause of Leganes's. Wait for this. Former Middlesbrough centre forward Martin Braithwaite. <gasps> no, me neither. I don't remember performing wow. either. They have given Martin, I think, a four-and-a-half-year contract outside the transfer window, and he's he's perfectly entitled now to play in La Liga. Meanwhile, Leganes, who are not just flirting with, but actually in bed with relegation, yeah. um, have now got no way of avoiding it because their only decent striker has been flogged I to Barcelona. I think he's married with children, Dan, to be honest. And, and they've been told, no, you can't sign anybody outside the transfer window. Staggering. It's just nuts. No. It's... it's, it's um, but, uh, is it unusual? I mean, it's not. No, of course it's not unusual, is it? I mean, because of course the, the rich get the, the rich get richer, the more powerful get more powerful. But to right on, bro. But to be so we had Bernie yeah, exactly. Sanders last week, and now yeah. we have got Colonel Sanders this week. <laughs> hey! but to be that bleeding Give obvious, that man, yes. Give that man a fish. Come on. <laughs> uh, it, it, not, not this. This to me is most obvious and above the ground one since Real Madrid sold, I think, a kennel that one of their dogs. Uh, they had guard dogs at the ground. They sold one of the kennels to local council for half a billion to cover up their financial fair play problems yeah. about ten years ago. I mind the timing, given the fact that this is this is still in the wake of of the cocking a snook at Man City for daring, daring to go round messing messing up the league with nearly upwards of ten or twelve million quids worth of fiddling. Which really pretty much is all that they've been accused of when it gets down to it. It's, yeah. the, it's the most trivial amount of money that Man City have been able to finger point. Okay, fine, the rule's been broken. Sure. But to then let them eat cake in that in the Mary Antoinette style. The hilarious afterwards. thing about this is as if Mr. Tebez isn't bad enough with his attempts to play the 39th game, his attempts to blame British clubs for the escalation of transfer fees when, of course, it is the Spanish clubs that are paying 110 million pounds for teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's that he is under pressure now, to, he's going to be replaced by 
Ikekasias, who says he wants Cyber to be remains. yeah former former <laughs> Mr Big at Real Madrid. He thinks he'd be a very good replacement for Senor. I'm Tevez. sure he'll have a very even-handed way of delivering justice <laughs> to Barcelona and Real Madrid. Can I add to this? It's been a great week for former rubbish Middlesbrough players. Not only has Braithwaite somehow got a move to Barcelona, and if you do have time, check out his unveiling video where he can't do a single trick in yeah. front of an empty new Camp. He does keepy, but not uppy. <laughs> <laughs> One. Very nice. But I've One. got to mention... Uh, One. Uno. <laughs> I've got to mention... Um, I actually tried to do that once on a television programme and couldn't do three kick-ups under pressure, so I felt for him a little bit, but then I'm not a professional Luckily, footballer. Luckily, there was no one there to see yeah, it. Yeah. Just... Luckily, there was no film in the camera, so that was fine. Uh, but Martin Darun. Do we have Martin Darun, another former Middlesbrough (laughs) player? He is now playing for Atalanta in the Champions League. Really good team. Who were fantastic in their 4-1 win over Valencia in midweek last week, uh, to which he tweeted after. His Twitter page is fantastic. You should follow him. You can find him at Dirono, which is, I'm sure, some sort of translation nickname. Um, And he said, when you beat Valencia in the Champions League, but people still think you look like a Sunday League player, which I thought was fantastic. And then he got followed by Peter Crouch, which he said, and I thought a Champions League victory would be the highlight of my week. A good good week for former Borough players. Villains, lads. La Liga, for their obvious uh, corruption. David Coote. Um, for being the only person who can apparently do VAR at the weekend. Um, <laughs> or Stockley Park and whatever is above, below or floating through Stockley Park. Yeah, the- Tom? I think that we all seem to be on, this, on a similar wavelength here. I think the Marks and Spencers in Stockley Park, uh, for giving <laughs> David Coote, I can only assume something that, that made his eyes go wrong this weekend on his way to work has got to be the, he, the villain this week. It's patently David Coote has stayed behind because obviously they've reduced all the food prices, you know, <laughs> back end, is. and he stayed for the second game. So much game. so that he, he was able to pay for his Sunday dinner and buy enough bits of stale old bread to give to the ducks in the park. In the pond. It's all in there. Stockley right. Park. Or even feed the Gold Norths. So after a few pond. weeks of being called West on HQ, Stockley Park re-emerges as our villain of the week. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. 
T's and C's apply. It's an open goal if Stuart Armstrong can get onto this ball. Armstrong through, puts it into the empty net. Southampton secure the victory. It's important if there's any help in that result, it's that you felt a defeat and it felt like a defeat. It felt after the game like a defeat, it felt the next morning like a defeat. It was nothing. Nobody thought, yeah, but in the league we are like this. You know, you've got personal pride in performance first and foremost and, you know, uh, they've got to drive that from within and, you know, uh, they've got to take responsibility themselves as well sometimes. But, you know, I'm the I'm the head of it and I'll, I'll take it, I'll take the brunt of it. Okay, right now it's time for our performance of the week. I'm going to head this one off at the pass. Um, I loved Atletico Madrid against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I have all my life been a connoisseur. I was born into the era of defensive football. Uh, Giacinto Fascetti, uh, Catanaggio, Inter Milan winning um, the European Cup without ever leaving their own half on several <laughs> occasions. I've always loved defensive football. And of course, as the years have gone by, it has both become less fashionable yeah. as people and television companies want more entertainment and pizzazz in their life and the rules have changed to make it more difficult to do. More importantly, it is culturally frowned upon. So unless you are very old, like Roy at Crystal Palace, or very, very thick-skinned, like the Burnley manager, you can't be defensive. Mm. Step up Diego Simeone. Oh. The highest paid manager in the world by some huge proportion and decidedly correct in that. He has the Johnny Cash outfit on the side of the pitch, mm. uh, the man in black. And when everybody else is saying, we're going to play this out from the back, we're going to play. Arsenal had a goal recently where all 11 players touched the ball. Do they get more points for that? Simeone just go, just sniffs at that, doesn't he? Liverpool, unbelievable Liverpool this season. All powerful, all conquering, all crushing Liverpool come up against Atletico. They get ready to do their team press. Atletico boot the ball forward. What? Suddenly it's behind Liverpool's midfield. They... All right, they did mean they, they defend very deep, Atletico, but they're not ashamed. Not that they're not ashamed to play the ball forward, because that's what they do. It's completely that they break the current rule, the absolute hard and fast rule of UEFA. You must pay the, play the ball out from the back. Yeah. No, we don't. The great mm. manipulation of the Guardiola years. Yeah. And they, when they were 1 0 up in a two legged tie, 1 0 up at home, they start wasting time. So confident are they? <laughs> so confident are they? They can pull this stunt off again um, at Anfield. And of course, afterwards, Liverpool, the manager of the club was going, Yes, now they come to Anfield. This is Anfield. They're going, This is what? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not. No, there's no reason why Liverpool can't win the tie but they're an amazing club under Simeone yeah I'm not sure team. Diego Simeone is going to be scared by Anfield Road no that's right you know the, the reception that Man City got a few flares I'm not sure he's going to be too concerned yeah but I mean you know they say, it says this is Anfield he's yeah. probably, he gets outside his house and says this is this is Beirut isn't it and he doesn't he doesn't flinch he <laughs> no, just wanders out um, it, it they, was, he was in his pomp was it last season when he got the touchline ban and he was because, of course, what he also is, I mean, if he's not providing you entertainment on the other side of the white line, don't you worry, he'll do it for you himself. He's a cabaret act, isn't he? Mm. He's hilarious. Did you see him when he was hiding behind the potted plant? <laughs> yeah. When he was inside the ground? Yeah. He's just yeah. furtively popping his face behind the, 
a, a giant green leaf to see what was going on. You can't keep him out of the game, can you? And he's fantastic. There'll be murders at Anfield, won't they? Oh, it's, Absolute it's, murders it's, to play. And they, they will be a horrible, horrible team, yeah. Atletico Madrid. But they're my performance of the week because they did beat Liverpool and they did it, as I say, without the necessity of ponying around at the back. Yeah. Who's yours? I would like to do Southampton. Uh, because we have dug them out a lot this year, and understandably so. They, at times, have been atrocious. They've been beaten 9-0. That programme, on its own, was like an hour of just digging out Hootel, the players, everybody involved. That's now known as the Fish in a Barrel episode. Yes, it was the <laughs> easiest recording we ever did, uh, and there was nothing to cut out because it was all slagging off Southampton. Well, I'm going to change that totally now, right? Uh, they beat Aston Villa just before Christmas. Before then, uh, they were on a terrible run of form. they just lost to West Ham at home. They were second bottom. What? They were awful. I know. Uh, that's how bad they were. They somehow lost to Manuel Pellegrini's West Ham. That's set off Come the back, Manuel. The all is forgiven. Um, but <laughs> since that point, a run of 13 points from 15 after that got them clear of safety. And this weekend, they won again against Aston Villa to put themselves to 34 points, 10 clear of West Ham, who they'd lost to the previous week before beating Villa the first time. And they were below them. Now 10 points clear and all but safe. It's their fourth home win of the season, and that is, I think, they're the third worst home team in the league. Their yeah. away form has got them out of it. Brilliant. It was a great performance. Not only did Shane Long score with his, I mean, they said abs on the TV, but it wasn't his abs. It was about three inches lower uh, and about six inches long. Um, and, Very um, much his lower abs. It's a bit like that hotel they call the North Kensington Hilton, which is in Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's basically... It's, it's not in, there. Basically, it's Shepherd's Bush. It's near it? enough, yeah. He scored with his Shepherd's Bush. What's the one where it's like they, they, just, they just add a Pontem to things, don't they, when it's not upon Thames. It's not upon Thames. My sister, bless her, worked for Marks and Spencers in their branch in Brixton. Um, Brixton upon Thames. Th- Brixton was thought to be so unfashionable in those days, it was called Stockwell South. <laughs> Stockwell South, <laughs> lovely. Stockley Park Brothers, lovely, lovely guy. Um, but this, this, it's a great performance. They beat you, Villa. They were really good. They had an incredible amount of shots as well, which, again, like they are not used to seeing this at Southampton. They had 20 Eight shots at goal, Brilliant. nine of which on target, two scored. But it also had another thing this week that I've got to mention, another type of goal that I love so dearly. And it was Aston Villa going up for a 95th minute corner. Southampton are winning oh, 1-0. Villa have been atrocious. Joy. They send up 37-year-old Pepe Reina, who hasn't broken into a sprint in about eight years. Um... Awful corner. Southampton get it clear. They work it down the right-hand side. Dressed all in yellow. Pepe Reina is not going to get there. Uh, they work it to Stuart Armstrong right-hand side. And he fires it into the back of the net. And it's a great breakaway goal. From Villa corner to Southampton goal is about 11 seconds. But another element of this is that Gilbert, who is the fullback at Aston Villa... He didn't try and cut off the, the path angle. to goal no. for Armstrong. He was running in a straight line like he was doing the end of a bleak test or finishing <laughs> a marathon, and he forgot to cut off the corner of the goal where the ball could have been easily struck into. So he into. got the running back bit right. Yes. He was, so he's good. Half of it was absolutely excellent work. Yes. But he forgot the, the concept the, the of the goal. Part, it was, oh, right, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just great. And I'm, I'm actually yeah. really pleased for Southampton because uh, I know a few of their fans, and they've suffered like we have. You know, yeah. We should be better than this, but we're not. And they thought they'd be in right trouble this year. They've yeah. lost a game 9 0 at home, yeah. and they're saved by a fair And you probably picked the week that they've saved themselves, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. And, yeah. If, and, you know, if they survive having lost nine in any game, it would be a remarkable, remarkable ah, yeah, achievement. Yeah, that's a turnaround of the season. I'm the yin, of the, I'm, I'm the yin to his yang. Um, oh, yeah. in, the, in the game, that uh, there was 28 shots and nine on target. For the opposition, there were four shots, one on target. Aston Villa. Um, 
And the, bizarrely enough, we're 50, like nearly half the possession, but not, not clearly knowing what to do with it. And it's not really for me to dig Aston Villa out. I'll leave that to their manager. Um, <laughs> I try to defend the players, but today was not good enough. We can't play that bad again. It has to be the lowest of the low. And this is the one. Some have played their way out of the cup final. Now, I don't know how big his squad is, but they're playing in the Caraco Cup next week, aren't they? Against yeah. Man City, is yeah, nothing yeah, is. Yeah. Good luck to you. And basically, if if he sent them into this game by saying, lads, this is do or die time of the season, not only that, there's some Wembley glory at the back end of this. 90 minutes later, I don't think they responded in quite the way he was hoping. <laughs> you know who'll be looking forward to that cup final more than anyone else, don't you? The Watford players. Yeah. They're already labelled with the worst ever cup final result. They were going around the telly and Villa... Come on, lads. It's going to be all right. I yeah, yeah. It's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. So, but uh, Villa's what? I mean, it was nice what you said. I was actually asking who's your performance of the week. Yeah, but Dean Smith, he gets performance of the week for honesty. Oh, oh no, I'm terribly sorry. You You're said right, Manchester yeah. United. I better start again, aren't I? Crack on. I'll go back, shall I? No, I enjoyed your bit. That's yeah. it. Dean Smith's your performance of the yeah. week. Good. And somehow we'll make Man United work in the next section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dean Smith. Southampton or Atletico Madrid? I'm going Dean Smith because it wasn't meant to be there. <laughs> so I liked it. I'll go for Atletico Madrid, so I'll leave it to you. OK, well, given the fact that we've had a monk and a bishop, we might as well have a dean. Very good <laughs> indeed. All right. Dean Smith, who wasn't even in the running, is now our performance of the week. <laughs> Mason Greenwood with a really good run. This is Mason Greenwood. It might open up here for Manchester United. It's Fernandez. It's Greenwood. And it's brilliantly 3-0. What a goal by the youngster. Aguero steps up. Right foot is Michael saves. A brilliant save by Casper Schmeichel. And Leicester City will believe justice has been done. Tom, I, I, why don't you start? Because yours is again. It's not a, it's not a thing, or it is a thing rather than a person, isn't it? I've had a very, very conceptual week. Unlike yeah. Mark, it's going to go in the right section. Uh, you yeah. can decide for yourselves whether it should win. Um, I do think the listeners have long since given up on these sections. Don't that they? is true. First, they've given up on the game day podcast. There's no book. book. Now the sections just float one into another. Don't we were going to sell that book at the end of the year, and we didn't write one page. For that's charity, that's yeah. pretty much how I got this show commissioned on the concept of that book. Yeah. Uh, now we're all in trouble. Um, it's a very short and sweet one this week. Again, it's from the Man City game I was covering. And the reason I found it quite interesting is they got that penalty, which we talked about earlier on. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, Pep Guardiola, sure, he was having a bit of a laugh. He was being a bit facetious. Yeah. None of my players can take a penalty. And so he said, huh, next time we get a penalty, I'll get Edison to take one, the goalkeeper. He surely is the best penalty taker at the club. Well, and we he's all definitely thought, the best kicker of football. He well, pings the ball about, doesn't he? He said it in a, a laughy, jokey sort of way. But now you look at the record. Sergio Aguero missed a penalty. In previous weeks, they've missed their last three penalties before this weekend. So Ilkay Gundogan missed one. Gabriel Jesus missed one. Raheem Sterling missed sure. one. There are no takers left now at the club. The two best strikers, probably one of the best players. They might give one to De Bruyne, but look, what's the point now? No. The next time Ederson, they get a penalty, Ederson. it's got to be Edison. And I, and I thought it was a bit of a joke. I mentioned this to Mark earlier, and Mark, you told me this is actually more well, realistic than I think enough, it is. Yeah, because it, well, not least which, because famously Carl Walker was one of those great replacement goalies in his time, wasn't yes. he? Did he pull up a little wonder save? It was as well this year in, in the Champions moment. League. Yeah, he, someone got sent. Oh, it's Bravo got sent off. On, put the shirt on. It's always untapped. They look. They look like the schoolboy has been put Tom's in Tom's reticence about Edison taking it was based on the fact he said, "But what if the penalty is missed?" And yeah, the goalkeeper then stranded. Well, what if it goes Pepe Reina? So, so to, my, they, to my, which people who know the rules said, "Well, my theory would be surely you can simply just put." And I would go straight to Carl Walker. Yeah, put Carl Walker in goal, 
for the penalty, and then for the, and, until play then goes dead again, Edison's an outfield player. Walker's in goal. Now is this? As Absolutely. you say, within Legit. the rules of the game, Absolutely. I, I've never seen this, anybody, I've never researched anybody it. Anybody in the team can be in goal, as long as the referee knows that you're the goalkeeper. So but they need to, when the penalty is given, go up to the ref, shirts. give the gloves and shirts to Kyle Walker and put Edison right now, back. Now, we we've not seen we seen goalkeepers taking penalties before. Um, Chiller Bear used oh, to take a lot yeah. of them. And he kept his goalkeeping gear on. Because I think you know the, the idea was going to miss it was preposterous, and we've seen him taking penalty shootouts. But there's no reason at all why you couldn't change the goalkeeper twenty times in the course of a game. None. I did not know this. Yeah. I mean, it would, especially you've now got, as they're saying, goalkeepers who have done it when they were eight down, club but... and stuff like that. Yeah, it's all an idea that you could tactically do something. I like want to that. see this so much when they're nine 0 up against Aston Villa on yeah. Sunday. The Watford pe- 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 Edison, get Trudging. up, mate. Troy Deeney's on the bench. Go on, get up there. Go on, get the ninth. Do us all a favour. I didn't know it was true, and Guardiola has teased us with it, and he's the villain for not making it happen. Yeah, there you go. go. Now, Mark, I've lost track of which... You you could say anything next. I'll ask you the question formally. Mark, given that you've been all over the place here, (laughs) what is your worst performance of the week? Stockley Park. Well, I I have got... Yes, dear Stockley Park. The Gap Band. Do you know, I thought he should have got an Oscar, didn't you, for... D minus one hour and counting. Lovely. Cold War drama. Him and Larry Olivier. He was a little bit oh, older fantastic. in those days as well. Yeah, he played a faded general. Um, I've gone to... I quite like, given the fact that I've now blown it with uh, Dean Smith, and I quite like the but fact that... But he won. That, I know. He somehow won. <laughs> Probably, perhaps that should be my tactics forthwith. Yeah. Use the wrong Just person say what you in want. the wrong category. I'll go to the opposition of Manchester United, who I think have done pretty well this week to answer a few critics, particularly with Martial up top, with a couple of nice goals in the process, is Watford. Because Watford under Nigel Pearson should have had, should have been, had started to save their bacon. Nigel Pearson had come in, very sophisticated sounding man. <laughs> Sounds like he's got a career in voiceover commercials. Might have known probably. Stockley Park in, yeah. his, in, in day. his day. In his day, him and Stockley, they had some times they did. Pearson and Stockley treading the board. So oh, dear, 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 dear Stockley. And of course, uh, his nephew, Patrick Bamford, is our fine well. I knew them well, yes. Uh, his last year's in Tunbridge. Um, but, um, <laughs> Get on with it. They shouldn't. They, they, they were out of there and now they're not. Yeah. And now they're, and they've made themselves favourites again to go down with. Because you can't, you can't kick Norwich while they're. Literally down. No, well, they're not literally. I think down. I did. Last terrible this weekend. No, terrible, yeah. terrible weekend. again. They just want to go down. They, well, that's I'll all they Watford, want. Because 3-0 at Manchester United again at this time of the season. When really, in terms of what you're looking for, is just a little bit of blood and thunder. What Dean Smith, hero, you know, performance of the week got. <laughs> yeah. Is he's all he's really asking? He's not. He's not saying we're, we're better or worse than anybody. It's like you've got to show some commitment now, gents. This is the moment. Well, Watford had a chance and blew it. You know yeah. what's interesting? I watched some of this game with a Watford fan on the Sunday, right? And he said he, he basically said that everyone he speaks to, including me, who's not a Watford fan, thinks they're going to stay up. And every Watford fan yeah. thinks they're going to go down. Yeah. And I kind of think that you and I, as West Ham fans, might be... Well, I, mean, I think we're going to go. I, I mean, I, right, I'd, I'd like to, to, like to be we'll, 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 we'll do the uh, what is the worst performance in a second. No one's going to hold us to this because I think these relegation battles are insane. Um, Mark, I'll start with you. Norwich down. Who who are the other two going down with them? Uh, Watford. And I will... I think it could be West Ham or Bournemouth. No, I have to have two, I'm afraid. I can't can't accept three. That's three (laughs) of the four. Stockley Park. Apart from your own club, Dan, did you say? No, no, I didn't. didn't. (laughs) That's why I'm asking you two. West Ham. Yeah. 
Tom, who do you think is going to go down? I think, obviously, Norwich gone. I don't see West Ham winning enough games. I, I don't. I, I didn't understand the Moyes thing at the time. I don't get it now. I don't see how he inspires the home wins they need. We'll see against Southampton on Saturday. And the third team in it, I still maintain, is Newcastle United. Very they good. are not going to get another point this season. They are a trash, trash side with an uninspired, uninspiring manager, the worst striker in the league. They're going to go 31 points, not another point in 11 games. I think it'll be West Ham and West Ham, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst performance for me is Glasgow Rangers. They come back from the winter break um, in terrible, terrible form. Of course, they've been confronted by Celtic going into a Liverpool-style run. But to this weekend, they drew 2-2 at McDermott Park in Perth uh, against St. Johnson. Um, and while they were absolutely limp, turgid and terrible, hats off to a man called Nikola Katic, a great big, tall bloke who plays at the back for Glasgow Rangers, made both the goals for St. Johnson by his new thing. I haven't seen this done, and this will only make it won't mean anything to you. Back in the day, Spurs paid a lot of money to Fulham for a centre-half called John Lacey, and John Lacey's great contribution to world football was to do away with the forward header out of defence. He used to head it straight up in the air. Now, he was surrounded by a half-decent Spurs team, and so, by and large, it didn't cause any trouble. Rangers are not good enough to deal with Nicholas upwards headers. <laughs> and in both cases, um, the players, one of them was called Hendry, whose father is a former treble winner with Rangers. And the other one is Stevie May, who we all love because he's got a rock and roll haircut, hasn't he? Stevie May got the equaliser to make it 2-2, both on the back of... Um, I checked with some Rangers people on Twitter possibly the worst performance ever by an individual Glasgow Rangers player. Now, think about what Rangers have done over the years. The worst ever performance by one Glasgow Rangers player. I don't even know where we are. It's Manchester City penalties. Yes. Nikola Katic. Yes. And somebody in mine, in the mar Mark's mind is the worst performance of the week. I, <laughs> I fully embrace Manchester City's penalty taking. I, I, because because it gets funnier and it can only lead to one place, yeah. which is Carl Walker In tipping goal. over a twenty-five yard rocket with his with a big old goalkeeping gloves. Somebody on. will check that law before before we go out, won't they? Yeah, no, 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 no I thought no. not. It's definitely true. Prove me, prove me wrong. City's penalties is the is the performance of the week. It's the worst performance. It's too funny. Uh, you two have been too funny as well. Thank you very much for the last 35 minutes. He looks at the producer. 100, 147 minutes. Okay, you have to cut that down. I've been Danny Kelly. He's been Tom Rennie. He is Mark Webster. This is the Game Day Podcast. And as always, we end by thanking all of you for downloading it. Tell your friends, as they used to say, if you think it's any good. Also, be honest. Tell them if you think it's rubbish as well. Yeah. Thanks for listening. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.